0: Welcome to The Top, the podcast that provides you with what you need to succeed in the real estate world. Brought to you by the Collin County Association of Realtors. Get ready to tackle top real estate topics in bite-sized amounts with CCAR President Shauna Aquisto and Jonna Fernandez, CCAR's Chief Operating Officer.
1: Hi, Shauna. Hi, Jonna. Welcome to The Top. I'm happy to be here. Me too, and today we are going to begin a conversation about financial wellness for Realtors. This is a very important topic, and I say begin because I believe it will be an ongoing conversation that we have hopefully for a long time into the future. It's so important. Totally agree. So today we're joined by Collin County Association of Realtors affiliate member, Rick Sampsel. Hi, Rick.
2: Hi, how are y'all today?
1: Great. Thank you for joining us.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely.
3: And yes, Jennifer Parker, if anyone knows Jennifer Parker, this is her dad.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You need to get that in. Also known as Jennifer Parker's father.
1: (laughs) So Rick, can you share with our listeners some of your professional journey with us and how you became a financial expert?
2: Uh, As I said, I wouldn't call myself an expert, (laughs) but I started my career over 25 years ago with New York Life. Uh, I, I taught people how to create financial security for their families. I showed them how to buy term insurance and invest the difference for long-term value. Yeah. Uh, I, after that, I went to the National Association for the Self-Employed, where I worked with small business owners and self-employed people You know, like all the realtors we work with today. Showing them how to curtail and cut down some of the expenses in their business, how to be more profitable, how to have the proper coverages and insurances they need for their business so that they were protected in the long run.
1: All good things. Uh, Mm -hmm. I love
2: the the National Association for the Self-Employed.
3: Well, and as independents, I think, you know, we don't, we don't work for a big corporation that kind of has all those outlined for us. Right.
2: So that's really important. And and we don't have the things available, so much available to the big corporations offer to employees. That's true. uh, Then I became an independent agent advisor where that was probably 15, 18 years ago where I started working with the people How to build wealth, showing them how to eliminate debt, plan for retirement, uh, insurances they need, Medicare, and Social Security, explaining how all that works together and what you need to do.
3: Well, I'm glad you do that, because it's very... Overwhelming yeah. and daunting. That's why we called you an expert. That's yes, a lot. you are.
1: I do have a question for
3: you, and it's something we discuss. We talk about in our house all the time. Is you know, how many people really have retirement saved?
2: Only about twenty-two percent of the people in America have enough money wow. to retire on. Ooh, uh, that's scary. the average person in America today. Makes about two million dollars in their their working career, but they get to retirement with only about sixty thousand dollars. Oh my god. You know, that's that's not the American dream. Yeah. Right. Uh, and the real sad thing about uh, being ready for retirement and savings is twenty five percent of the people don't have any savings at all.
1: Hmm.
2: Nothing.
3: I- I mean, I wonder, do they think about this? Like, what do people think? They just
2: live in the moment? <laughs> I don't know. When I get to Tara, you know, tomorrow, uh, it's, it's not today. Uh, mm-hmm. Whatever your age may be, I'm only 25, I'm only 30, I'm only 50. Mm-hmm. I've got more time. And then you turn around and you're ready to retire yeah. or think you're ready to retire, and it's not there.
3: Mm-hmm. It's like dieting. I'll start tomorrow. That's right. It's (laughs) identical to dieting. Yes.
1: So, Rick, in your experience working with real estate professionals, do you find that um, the percentage of those who have saved an adequate amount for retirement is higher or lower than the average person?
2: I I think it's about the same, about 22%. Uh, What I've found in researching, and I was trying to narrow that down a little bit to to get a, a percentage for us on realtors specifically mm-hmm. and what i found is realtors don't retire <laughs> they they keep right on working
3: they need us yeah
2: they, they keep right on working uh they work into their 70s and 80s uh mm-hmm. the the important thing you know, they're sort of like, you know, financial people. We work forever. <laughs> the, the important thing is helping people out. And that's what it's all about for most realtors. The professional mm-hmm. is helping other people.
1: True.
2: So they, they keep right on going. Yeah. We just fade away. <laughs>
3: <laughs> There's nobody to tell us to stop. That's right. <laughs> that's right. So the magic question is, how much is enough for retirement? Like you say, you know, they earned $2 million in their career, but they have 60000 That can't get you very far. No, so. it can't. But what is the amount the, that you think we the need? The
2: rule of thumb, the golden rule, is 80-20. You need to have 80% of your pre-taxed income on an annual basis when you retire. So if you're making hundred grand a year... You need to have about 80000 a year when you retire.
1: And you said that's pre tax income. Yes. Okay.
2: Deal with pre-tax. Uh, because the taxes are going to fluctuate depending on, you know, are taxes going to be more 10 years from now or less? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> yeah. So the 80-20 rule is accepted by most financial per- Financial p- professionals in the field has uh, been around for years and years. When I was a young man, it was 50-50. But we couldn't live on 50% of what we couldn't live mm-hmm. on.
1: Right. Gosh. It's okay, that. so 80% of pre-tax income per year.
2: Per year to retire. Uh, you need that much. Okay. Okay. And so no, let me restate it. Okay.
1: <laughs> you see my if, wheels turning. If, yes. <laughs> if
2: you're making a hundred thousand a year mm-hmm. to live that way and the way you are now, you would need to have eighty thousand dollars a year retired. Okay. To maintain the same lifestyle.
1: Okay. I'm going to add a question into this then. Go right ahead. Um so I understand what you're saying, but how do you is there a certain number of years that you should figure for? So, if you have to have eighty thousand per year, are we talking for ten years, twenty years? Is there a certain dema- number that depends way? on your no. profession?
3: It, it, it <laughs> de-
2: well, there's so many variables when you start talking about health.
1: Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, are you a healthy person? Mm-hmm. My grandfather lived to be ninety-six. Okay. okay. My best friend's mother lived to be a hundred. Both of them were running out of money towards the end. Right. Uh, the average person today is living to about 80, 84. At my age, I'm, I shouldn't say this, I'm 75. <laughs> my expectancy is 84 at my age. I could live longer or I could live shorter. We can't predict what's going to happen there.
1: Right.
2: What most people figure when they retire, they need about Nineteen years of retirement income.
1: Nineteen years. Okay.
2: Okay, that takes you to eighty-four. Let's
1: see, I, I think I've got a bunch of math to do. So. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay,
2: and and that's something you know, working the numbers out, figuring out where you want to be, uh, takes time. Yeah. It, okay. it really did. It's not something you do overnight.
1: Right.
3: Well, it looks okay. like I'm not retiring. <laughs> Right
1: now, <laughs> well, you're a realtor, so you're gonna work That's right, hour, right? You're, right? You're just gonna <laughs> fade away, just kid. Use a hundred as their, as their number. All right, so, Rick, you talked about um, how much of the monthly income should be saved for retirement. Well, what I was saying
2: was the rule of thumb okay. you know, it's uh, what's enough, 80% of what you had. Okay. Now, how much should be saved? on a, a monthly basis, annual basis, depends on when you start saving. At age 25, you need to save about 15% of your income. Okay. And the older you get, when you start, you have to save more. For example, at 30, you have to save about 18% of your income. Because you miss those first five years. Right. At 35, it's 23% of your income. And that progressively goes up depending on what age you start saving.
1: Okay.
2: And like I said before, one of the sad parts about it is 25% of the people have no savings whatsoever.
1: True. Yeah. Okay. So then what are your thoughts on saving versus, versus investing?
2: The first thing you have to do, and I'm jumping mm-hmm. ahead a little bit, is you've got to get out of debt. Mm-hmm. You can't save and invest if you're in debt. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Point.
2: Now, where would you put that money? How would you do it, save it or invest it? Everybody has a different comfort level. My wife, for example, wouldn't buy a piece of real estate unless it was about 25% of market value. Mm -hmm. That's just the way she is. Uh, In the market we just had, uh, she would just sit there and and Mm -hmm. do nothing. She's a very, very cautious person and everything has to be perfect for her. Mm -hmm. Other people take risk by nature. So what is your... Makeup. What's your composure? How do you treat life in general, and how risky do you want to be?
3: Well, then how would someone know where or how? Like, how do they learn what the right thing is to do?
2: Like real estate, uh, you know, a homeowner shouldn't list his own home themselves and sell it. They should get a professional, a real estate agent. In the financial market, you need to do the same thing. You seek out a professional, sit down with them, and discuss what your ideas are with them so that you can come together and they can educate you to the Mm -hmm. point where you can make logical business decisions on your retirement program. Mm -hmm. They're your decisions. Nobody else can tell you What's good for, because what's good for me may not work for you.
3: Right. So for us, having an irregular income, I think, is a big hurdle for a real estate profession. Professional. So do you have any advice on how one could overcome that hurdle, like for us?
2: Yes, I do. Uh, Everybody needs to learn how to make a dollar do two things at the same time. This has been around with rich people and big investors for years. They make their money work double. Dual operation for each dollar that they make. Uh, What I mean by that is I want my money to be working continuously but still have access to it to where I can pay bills, Mm-hmm. Buy things, take vacations, but I want that same money to continuously to grow,
3: mm-hmm.
2: preferably in a tax-free environment.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Yep. This is commonly referred to as the infinity banking. Uh, it's been around for forever, and it's what I teach my clients and show them how to make things work forum twice and stay out of debt or get out of debt.
3: Well, teach me. <laughs> anytime. How do I make my dollar work double? I yeah. love Any, that.
2: Anytime.
1: I like that. That's yeah. another
2: another two hour session. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I like that. I hadn't heard that term yet. Yeah. Um so I do want to talk a little bit about debt, but before I do that I wanna kinda of add in another question for you. Um so I know sometimes with some individuals um you know, one of the hurdles for them in talking with a financial advisor might be that they feel like I don't make enough money. Mm-hmm. I don't have enough extra money to start this process, and there can be some intimidation there. Um, do you have any advice on someone that might be of that mindset?
2: You know, everybody needs to plan for retirement, and you have to have reserve funds as you go through life, especially if you're self-employed, to take care of the ups and the downs of business in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no limit. What is rich? What is poor? That's where Where are you comfortable? And it doesn't matter whether you're saving, it does, but $5 out of every 100 you make mm-hmm. or you're saving $25.00. Out of every hundred you make as long as you're saving something and you have a goal and a plan to get where you want to be in the future
3: so if you're making money you have enough money to save
1: right Okay. i like that got it so let's um kind of shift gears a little bit okay so okay. we've talked about retirement we talked about saving we've talked about investing but we haven't yeah. gone fully into debt you've mentioned talking about debt a little bit and it kind of paying off debt, but um, we know that debt increase um, really impa- impacts Americans' financial wellness quite a bit. So do you have any counsel or advice for our listeners who are carrying varying amounts of debt and what they can do to start getting that paid down?
2: Yes, this is the area I spend most of my time working with clients on, uh, showing them how to eliminate debt. Debt is one of the biggest problems in America today. The average American owes about $80,000 in debt, not counting their real estate. Okay, so
1: we're talking things it's, like credit cards, credit card, school loans, car loans. All
2: kinds like of that. loans. Okay. Uh, assuming it's credit card debt
1: mm-hmm.
2: and the interest rate is 22%. That's a credit card mm-hmm. interest rate. And say so it takes you 84 months to pay it off. Uh What will it cost you, really cost you? The payments would be $1,878 a month. Okay. That's a lot when you put it that way. Mm -hmm. But if it was six credit cards, Mm -hmm. you know, it it wasn't that much per card. And over the 84-month period, you'd pay, on that $80,000 loan, you'd pay back $157,422 Wow, that's seventy-seven thousand four hundred and twenty-two dollars in interest.
1: That's almost as much as the original debt. It, it is. So, so say no to wow. credit cards. Was your
2: was your interest twenty-two percent or was it almost a hundred percent? Which was it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Americans look at interest and debt. In my opinion, the wrong way. Yeah. On what it's actually costing them. What if we could show you how to take that 77000 and save all or part of it and transfer it into a, a savings or an investment of some sort for you? Think of what that would do for your savings and retirement for the future. Yeah, That's what I try to teach people,
3: wow. how to do that. It's very valuable it's, information, and I think absolutely. it should start at a much younger age um, instead of being, you know, reactive to it it, because it's much harder, you know, and my son, I think he was a freshman in college and he went up to get a new debit card at the bank and he came home with a credit card Mm -hmm. and we said, what is that? He goes, oh, she just signed me up for this credit card and here's the credit limit. And, and, you know, we're of the belief if you don't have it to spend, then you don't spend it. I mean, you, you can't buy it right, Look. if you don't have it. And, you know, it was hard to, to it, it's hard to teach
2: Somebody the younger
3: that. kids yes. that mentality, right? You're,
2: you're in the minority where if you don't have it, you can't ha- buy it.
3: Yeah, but they make it so easy, is my point, that, you know, they just gave him a card.
2: Credit cards are part of our life when actually a credit card is a tool. Yes, to be used for a specific thing, say, I have a hospital bill, I want to pay that right now, and I'll pay it off next month. Mm -hmm. For different reasons, you use credit. But credit cards in this country are used to live on. Literally.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Rick, before we let you go, is there anything else you would like our listeners to know this has been great information but anything that you think would be a great piece of advice
2: I'd just like to ask two questions okay. for everybody here and everybody in the audience uh, are you 100% sure you're going to retire and have a great retirement or do you have some doubt
1: <laughs> don't have to answer okay. it what if I could oh, man, show you you are coming out swinging that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. What
2: What if I could show you how to get out of debt in 9 years including your mortgage without spending any more money than you're currently paying now. If the answer to either one of those questions is yes, I'd love to help you.
1: Yeah. Rick, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been Excellent information. Very thought provoking. Yes. <laughs> like I said, I got some math to do after this for yeah. sure. But get my calculator app out. <laughs> you are truly an expert in a wealth of knowledge and thank you yeah. so much. Well, I
2: don't know about the expert, but I've had a lot of fun and I appreciate you inviting me to come in for the podcast. Absolutely. Uh,
3: well, our theme is building for the future. And I think, you know, as real estate professionals it is It is something we really need to think about and build for our future as well. Yeah, as real
2: estate professionals, that's very true. But as any type of professional or individual, we all have to think of the future and what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, Very true. For those listening, thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to subscribe to Welcome to the Top, wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a review to let us know how we're doing. If you have a question or topic you'd like us to discuss, we want to hear it. Email us at askwelcometothetop.com, at then listen to hear us cover it.
3: We can't wait to hear from you. Thank you guys for listening. I'm Shauna Quisto. Keep working together. We're building for our future.
0: Special thanks to our hosts, Jonna Fernandez and Shauna Quisto. Producer, Brie Westbury. Audio engineer, Mike Maples. Outreach and Guest Relations Manager, Kendall Crawford, and Podcast Administrator, Sean Offsall. Tune in next time, and don't forget to enjoy your Journey to the Top. The statements made by speakers in this podcast do not necessarily represent the views or position of the Collin County Association of Realtors, its leadership, or its members. This podcast is not intended to give legal, financial, medical, or other advice, but simply to provide information as a springboard to further discussion and investigation.